letter fifty five of pamela volume two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org pamela volume two by samuel richardson letter fifty five my dear lady although i cannot tell how you received my observations on the tragedy of the distressed mother and the comedy of the tender husband yet will i proceed to give your ladyship my opinion of the opera i was at last night but what can i say after mentioning what you so well know the fine scenes the genteel and splendid company the charming voices and delightful music if madam one were all ear and lost to every sense but that of harmony surely the italian opera would be a transporting thing but when one finds good sense and instruction and propriety sacrificed to the charms of sound what an unedifying what a mere temporary delight does it afford for what does one carry home but the remembrance of having been pleased so many hours by the mere vibration of air which being but sound you cannot bring away with you and must therefore enter the time past in such a diversion into the account of those blank hours from which one has not reaped so much as one improving lesson mr b observes that when once sound is preferred to sense we shall depart from all our own worthiness and at best be but the apes yea the dupes of those whom we may strive to imitate but never can reach much less excel mr b says sometimes that this taste is almost the only good fruit our young nobility gather and bring home from their foreign tours and that he found the english nation much ridiculed on this score by those very people who are benefited by their depravity and if this be the best what must the other qualifications be which they bring home yet every one does not return with so little improvement it is to be hoped but what can i say of an italian opera for who can describe sound or what words shall be found to embody air and when we return and are asked our opinion of what we have seen or heard we are only able to answer as i hinted above the scenery is fine the company splendid and genteel the music charming for the time the action not extraordinary the language unintelligible and for all these reasons the instruction none at all this is all the thing itself gives me room to say of the italian opera very probably for want of a polite taste and a knowledge of the language in my next i believe i shall give you madam my opinion of a diversion which i doubt i shall like still less and that is a masquerade for i fear i shall not be excused going to one although i have no manner of liking to it especially in my present way i am madam your ladyship's most obliged and faithful p b i must add another half-sheet to this letter on the subject matter of it the opera and am sure you will not be displeased with the addition mr b coming up just as i had concluded my letter asked me what was my subject i told him i was giving your ladyship my notions of the italian opera let me see what they are my dear for this is a subject that very few of those who admire these performances and fewer still of those who decry them know anything of he read the above and was pleased to commend it 
operas said he are very sad things in england to what they are in italy and the translations given of them abominable and indeed our language will not do them justice every nation as you say has its excellencies and ours should not quit the manly nervous sense which is the distinction of the english drama one play of our celebrated shakespeare will give infinitely more pleasure to a sensible mind than a dozen english italian operas but my dear in italy they are quite another thing and the sense is not as here sacrificed so much to the sound but that they are both very compatible be pleased sir to give me your observations on this head in writing and then i shall have something to send worthy of lady davers's acceptance i will my dear and he took a pen and wrote the enclosed which i beg your ladyship to return me because i will keep it for my instruction if i should be led to talk of this subject in company let my sister know said he that i have given myself no time to re-peruse what i have written she will do well therefore to correct it and return it to you in italy judges of operas are so far from thinking the drama or poetical part of their operas nonsense as the unskilled in italian rashly conclude in england that if the libretto as they call it is not approved the opera notwithstanding the excellence of the music will be condemned for the italians justly determine that the very music of an opera cannot be complete and pleasing if the drama be incongruous as i may call it in its composition because in order to please it must have the necessary contrast of the grave and the light that is the diverting equally blended through the whole if there be too much of the first let the music be composed ever so masterly in that style it will become heavy and tiresome if the latter prevail it will surfeit with its levity wherefore it is the poet's business to adapt the words for this agreeable mixture for the music is but secondary and subservient to the words and if there be an artful contrast in the drama there will be the same in the music supposing the composer to be a skilful master now since in england the practice has been to mutilate curtail and patch up a drama in italian in order to introduce favourite airs selected from different authors the contrast has always been broken thereby without every one's knowing the reason and since ignorant mercenary prompters though italians have been employed in hotchpotch and in translating our dramas from italian into english how could such operas appear any other than incongruous nonsense permit me dear madam to repeat my assurances that i am and must ever be your obliged sister and servant p b end of letter fifty five